Hey, sweetheart, I would really love to get some glamour shots done of myself. I think I would look really great. Oh, I get it. See, you didn't get quite the wedding pictures you wanted, so now you're going to take it out on me and the whole rest of the world by getting those dorky glamour shots done? I look beautiful. Oh, let me tell you something. You know what? If you had had glamour shots up on your online profile, I never would have even talked to you. Oh, yeah? Well, if you had glamour shots on your profile, nobody would have talked to you. <laughs> Live from the mysterious mist and shrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Thank you, Ed Roy Odom. Hey, y'all, this is Scott McKay, and you're tuned in to episode 25 of X and Y on the Fly. As always, I'm joined by my lovely and illustrious wife, Emily McKay. And we got some big news this week. We certainly do. You want to tell them? Go ahead. Well, we are expecting our very first baby together. We're really excited about it, too. We decided as soon as we got married, we were going to start a family as soon as possible. We did, and we started trying right away. Yeah, we closed on your house and found out we were pregnant on the same day, which was Tuesday. Yes, that's right. And we had me completely moved out. Yeah. It's interesting. It took us longer to move me out of that house than it was to get pregnant. I know. Go figure. What a bunch of procrastinators. Right? Exactly. At least as far as moving out is concerned. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, we have a huge show for you tonight. It's going to be the long-awaited and much-anticipated show on online dating. Oh, that's exciting. And we have a wonderful guest who we interviewed. This is going to be truly fascinating. Yes, we have one of the greatest experts on planet Earth when it comes to helping you succeed on online dating. And we will be introducing him very shortly. But you know, Emily, I don't know how we got through 25 episodes without even covering this subject. Because you and I met online, and it's something we do every day, helping people with their profiles. We've even got a completely separate podcast. Online dating profile rating. Yeah, that we do and we rate people's profiles and how people can be better online dating. So here we are. Probably the best way to kick it off would be to tell our story a little bit. Oh yes, that would be exciting. You know, someone emailed me this week and said, hey, you know, where's the introduction cast with you two where you tell about who you are and why we should listen to your program? And I was thinking to myself, we never did that. No, we never have. We just jumped into it. We jumped right into it. And the first two or three podcasts we did were so horrendous in terms of sound quality anyway that even if we did, we probably would have to do that again. So we're thinking about maybe doing a little intro cast if you cared to listen to it. If you want to introduce people to the things we do here at the X and Y Communications Podcasting Network, which is pretty much what it's turned into nowadays before podcasts. Oh, yes. (laughs) Exactly. And um, I think a suitable primer for that would be to tell everybody how we met. Okay. You want to go first or shall I? Well, we were both divorced, right? Divorced for the same reason. We were. It was interesting. Yes. So I had been online for almost four years. I was enjoying my singleness very, very much after I started learning what it takes to be successful online, which we're going to talk a lot about tonight, by the way. We'll share and impart some of that stuff to you all, hopefully. And um, you didn't spend much time online at all. I was online for a month. Yeah. It was fun. I had a blast. It didn't take long. And, you know, when I found you, I was done. Yeah, right. Because we both dated enough people. And, you know, we harp on this time and again. But we both dated enough people that we sort of recognized each other when we found each other. We did. Based on the amount of dating we'd done and the amount of record keeping we had going on 
both mentally and actually objectively on paper. You and mm-hmm. I both had that going. If you haven't been online yet, you have so much access to so many people and so many opportunities potentially to date. Everybody is single. Everybody's looking. And mm-hmm. if you know how to write a good profile and you know how to approach people with some class and dignity, you can go on some dates and meet some people and very much enjoy life. Enjoy life. Get yourself into the wildly successful dating life mode that we talk about around here. So you and I were both doing just that. And we met each other. We did. We met on Match.com. Right. I had three women I had honed my list down to, and I was deciding I wanted to get married that year, which was 2006, last year. That's right. And I did, just not to any of those three women. (laughs) I happened to be number four that just threw a wrench in everything. Yeah, threw a wrench in the whole works. I remember saying to Emily very shortly after we met what my thoughts were the morning we did meet, which was, okay, either I'm going to go out with this woman who I'm expecting to be terrific – And if she's terrific, I'm going to have a huge problem because now there's going to be a fourth woman in the mix. Or if it doesn't go well, I'll just validate that the three women I have in front of me are the ones I should go with. That's right. Well, guess what? She threw that wrench into the proverbial works and here we are. So yes, folks, online dating does absolutely work. I still think Match.com is the best one out there. As far as meeting as many people as possible and having a really good interface and good software for people to get together. If you want to join Match.com, I've made it easy with a nice special deal for you. And that's at DeserveWhatYouWant.com front slash match. That's right. So go check out Match.com. We recommend it. Um, There's other ones out there. If you like free dating sites, there's plenty of Fish.com. There's Datings.com with a Z. The most interesting one I thought was the Farmers. What was that link? Yes, FarmersOnly.com. Which is... Very targeted to specific type of people looking for someone who is the same nature as themselves. Yeah, right. It's perfect. It depends on what you're looking for from an online dating site. If you're looking for the most people to have in front of you, mm-hmm. I think you want to go with either Yahoo Personals or Match.com. I found more people on Yahoo than I did Match. Yeah, I found more people on Match than I did Yahoo. But I think I found more quality on Match. Yes. You know, it, it bounces back and forth. That's a dynamic. And here's a freebie for those of you who are listening. Always do a search by the newest people just to see who's up there. That's where you'll find the really sharp people very quickly because sometimes they don't last long. Right? No, they don't. They come there and go. go. Yeah, there you go. If you're in a smaller metropolitan area, a small city, a 5,100,000 city, or even smaller than that, definitely go with a Match.com or a Yahoo.com because a Personals.Yahoo.com. Because you're just going to get in front of more people. Otherwise, it's just like pulling teeth and you run that risk of going outside your metro area and ending up in the long-term relationship arena, which is always something that's painful. painful. There's only two outcomes of a long-term relationship. Someone has to move. Well, I call it, and this is in my book, Deserve What You Want. I call it, I'm frustrated version 1.0 and I'm frustrated version 2.0. I'm frustrated version 1.0 is I spent all this time with the person on the phone, finally got all my funds together, coordinated this trip out to meet him. I got off the plane, took one look at him, and was already disappointed. Yikes, how horrifying. Oh, I know. I've heard stories of people who got off the plane and got on the next one. Oh, God. (laughs) It didn't even last after the the gate. That was it. Then there's my version 2.0 of I'm Frustrated, which is you've flown from Miami to Seattle. I actually knew a couple. One was in Miami and one was in Seattle. How much further away can you get Mm, in the United States? Right. They met online. They started corresponding. Next thing you know, they think they're falling in love and they haven't even met. One gets on the plane to see the other. X goes meets Y, right? And what do you know? 
instant chemistry, amazing fireworks. They were absolutely born for each other. At the end of the weekend, what happens? One flies home 4,000 miles away. More frustration. More frustration. Then what? you either going to have to get on a... How many, how many hours is that plane flight? How many dollars mm. is that plane flight? Even if Five they did hour work flight. out. Which is, it's rare for those type of relationships to work out long term. Much less the frustration that you create. And the biggest part of it, the reason why they fail, is they're mostly the foundation is on fantasy. Yeah. And once they do end up moving in together, they realize the reality isn't yes. what they thought yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. So long-term relationships which are created when you let yourself go outside the metro area when you're online dating, man, it just spells trouble. Now, you did mention the Farmers Only yes, site. That would be the exception to the rule, I Yeah, think. that's for people who live in such rural areas they have a hard time meeting, and that site has just grown by leaps and right. bounds and because of all the rural people. And their Great only site. option would be to go outside their boundaries. Exactly. Which is a long distance. Now, there's other kinds of sites. We talked about the free sites. If you're in a huge metro area like a New York or a Miami or Chicago, even a Dallas or a Houston, man, I would go to datings.com or plentyoffish.com and I would take a look because if you don't have to spend the money for it and you've got all those people in front of you, why bother? The more the merrier. That's right. If you can get a good pool of people, of quality people to choose from on a free site, go for it. I do, especially lately, given some of the profiles I've been helping people with and the people they're going after, I'm absolutely of the opinion that there are higher quality people on the sites where you have to pay for the membership. Well, yeah, because you're putting your heart and soul into it. Yes, I just think that the people who shell out for the $25 a month, and this is objectively speaking. Let's face it, if your money is involved, you take it more seriously. Yes, well, I mean, I think objectively speaking, just based on the facts, for whatever reason, from what I've seen, the sharpest people are on Match.com and Yahoo. I would agree. I mean, I had one guy, he signed up for a profile overhaul this week, and I said, okay, send me your top three, and I just couldn't believe it. And I just finished reading an article on True.com. Mm-hmm. And, you know, True.com these days is putting some very slinky little hotties in their ads, you know. If you've been on MySpace at all, which is another thing we need to talk about. <laughs> that's a whole new world. Yeah, that's, that's another whole ball of twine to unravel. True.com, you know, you've seen how they have these ads with these very pretty girls. And I read an article where it was saying it's not like any of those models in the True.com ads are going to need to go online to get a date anyway. And I kid you not, how wrong could that reporter be? Because, man, let me tell you, that guy sent me three pictures of the women he hoped to meet from the Boston area, and I have not seen a single True.com chicky babe who can hold a candle to any of the three he sent me. So definitely there are high-quality people online, people who are 10 out of 10s in just about every way. The whole picture, educated, great personalities, look like they have some emotional stability, great-looking people. Those well, people are online these days. Online has taken the place of social events or even the bar scene. Well, people who are busy and have full lives Realize. are turning. Yeah, or well, they're realizing <laughs> that hey, this is especially easy. Everybody online, like we said, is available. You get to pre-evaluate who you're potentially going to meet before you actually have to meet them, which is a huge luxury. Everybody out there in the real world doesn't have little bubbles of information over their head. Right. Right. You know, I'm just divorced. I'm actually still married. I'm looking for kids. Yes, I'm not looking for kids. All these things. 
And yet when you go online, you see this whole profile and you have all this information about a person before you even choose to meet them or not. I think it's almost the perfect storm as far as dating is concerned. A great way to screen people. And then there's another kind of online dating site that we've already talked about, which is called the niche site. You mentioned the farmers only. I was involved with single parent meet, which I thought was a really neat site, especially if you're in a bigger metro area because, you know, they will pair you up with people everywhere if you let them. Uh, We have another one we're partnered with, which is wine lovers meet. We have Singles Corral, which is for cowboys, you know. They're, How cool is that? Yeah, winelversmeet.com is a lot of fun, by the way. A lot of high-class stuff going on there, pretty much a neat site. All kinds of different niche sites. So if you're into anything in particular and you'd love to meet someone, all you have to do is Google online dating plus whatever your interest is and just see what comes up, and you can find these and get involved with that. Again, the caveat is... Don't get involved with people who are really, really far away, and you do kind of run an added risk of that when you're doing these sites that are very niche-oriented. Oh, yes. I've gotten on a few of those, and it's difficult to find somebody in my metro area. Now, let's talk about this stigma that continues to hang over online dating just a little bit. I think, Emily, the reason why there ever was a stigma with online dating was, first of all, because people didn't understand it. True. And second of all, because everybody's got a mental picture of the quote-unquote personal ads from newspapers and from the cheesy tabloid magazines Mm -hmm. that every major metro area has. And, you know, the whole song about if you like pina coladas and uh, I like long walks on the beach and, you know, crazy stuff like that. And it's become such a stereotype and such a running joke that you really couldn't help draw the parallel when it first started between the magazine personals. I'm an SWF looking for an SWM. Right, you know, the undesirables looking for for someone to oh, attach yeah, just, themselves to. Just smacks of desperation everywhere. And someone actually coined the term online personals, which I think was the kiss of death for a, quite a long time with online dating. And really, if you go online and you see what's going on, it's very, very different than anything that you've ever seen before in that cheesy personals arena. And I think to some degree, some people still have those misconceptions. Yes. Because it was just a year ago that I had those myself. Right. And luckily enough, I was fortunate to be open-minded one night and did log in. Right. I would have never met you otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, we had a lady actually in Miami, or is it Tampa? I think she's in Tampa, Florida, who hired us on to do her online profile for her. And she was like, yeah, well, secretly, she was thinking, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Although you absolutely positively don't want to write that in your online profile, as we're actually going to hear from our guest. Correct. But we helped her out with her online profile. And I tell you, she's just been inundated with terrific guys. She's gone like three or five dates in the past three or five days. And she wrote me and said, man, I'm just thrilled. It's just exceeding my expectations. I had, had no idea that this was such an effective way to meet great people. I remember that feeling when I was on Match and when I was on Yahoo. It was like it was like being in a candy store. It was just you were just busy dating and just mm-hmm. having a great time. That's right. So it was. I'm sure it's very exciting for her. Yeah, and just the efficiency and the ability to be in touch with so many people so quickly potentially is why your dating life can get so out of control so quickly, for better or worse. <laughs> very easy to do when you're online. I think right now would be an excellent time to launch our interview with our guest. Yes, because he's going to give us a lot of tips, a lot of ideas on online dating, and then we can discuss those. Yeah, we're going to go right from the nuts and bolts like we've been talking about thus far to talking about some real objective ways. You and I, well, you and I are done. We're retired. (laughs) Yeah, you can't date no more (laughs) other than... Well, I can go on dates. You can go on dates. We should write online profiles to each other and that would be lame. 
No, it wouldn't. It'd be yeah, romantic. Kind of like a, online love letters kind of thing. Mm. Um, let's do our interview. Yes, yeah, so let's do our interview. But anyway, after we're done with the interview, that'll help us to go right into these absolute objective things that we can help you all be better at online dating. And that's what you're. That's why you're buying into this thing to begin with, and that's why we're here, and that's what this is all about. So without any further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest from Los Angeles, California, Grant Adams is the founder of net to bed net to wed and he has, after a very short time, ironically enough, after a David D'Angelo interview, which he and I have in common, he has ascended to a position of being one of the foremost experts worldwide in teaching guys how to be better at attracting women online and succeeding when they finally get on the dates with women they meet online. And as you find out in this interview, he's going to be very soon branching into stuff for the ladies also. Very exciting. Very much so. So we had to chase Grant down. He's an incredibly busy guy. He's been on game shows. <laughs> he's been doing um, all kinds of collaborations with people. And he's uh, also very involved with things going out in the television and movie business out there in Los Angeles. So very hard guy to get a hold of. But we're glad that he made time for us. And without any further production on the matter... Here's Grant Adams from Net to Bed, Net to Wed. This is Scott, and I'm here with a new friend of mine, none other than Grant Adams from Net to Bed out of California. Grant, thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, it's my pleasure, dude. Tell us a little bit about how you got started with the whole Net to Bed thing. I'm anxious to hear about that. <laughs> Nettobed.com. Wow. Well, officially Net to Bed, Net to Wed. Um, how to attract the women of your dreams for a night, a lifetime, or anything in between. Um, what happened was I was married, uh, very young, uh, got single, late 30s. I have been a writer all my life. I've been a screenwriter. Uh, I've been marketing consultant at very high levels in New York and advertising and uh, across the country. All kinds of things. I'm great with words. And when I got divorced, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to approach women. I felt ashamed. I felt like a failure, honestly. I felt um, like I was still married. And so I, and I turned off that button of approaching women since college, basically. Right. And um, I had no what is called in the world game. <laughs> I was actually pretty ashamed of my life at that point. Uh, little did I know that it was the beginning of freedom and happiness. But, you know, you know that phase where you go through, you think you just screwed up your life. Oh, yeah, a lot of us go so, through that. Um, Very common. What's that? Very common. Most of us, I think, who get yeah. divorced have, have felt that to some degree. Yeah, and I had two sons, and I was home at night with them, and um, didn't get out much and didn't really know where to go. And someone told me about online dating. I didn't even know what it was. And I went online, and like I said, one thing I know I'm good at is writing, and I've taught writing at Stanford. I really know how to teach powerful writing. So I went online, created a profile, and just met amazing women after women after women um, in that sort of post-divorce frenzy of uh, multiple dating. And it was amazing, and it gave me my mojo back. And uh, my friends started saying, where are you meeting all these beautiful women? They're great. And I go, I know. <laughs> And, uh, and I said, well, online. And they go, well, I'm online, and I can't get anyone to write to me. So I started looking at their profiles and saying, well, this is why, and uh, really started doing an analysis of that. So tell me, Grant, where do guys go wrong, or actually men and women, where do people in general go wrong when they're trying to be successful online? Right. I think the first mistake everyone makes is that men tend to write to men, and women tend to write to women. So men write in a language that sounds good to them because, hey, it sounds good to me. Women must love this. But in fact, what they're doing is writing in a language that appeals to guys. 
And women do the same thing. They talk about their friends and their cat and what they're looking for, which is exactly how women talk to women. Exactly. Which makes them darling, but seems like a closed circle of neediness to men. Right. So it all comes back to understanding what the opposite gender is going through and kind of getting your head around it, which so many of us seem to suffer through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and by the way, that's kind of helpful for relationships too. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So what, what are some major factors, Grant, that go into creating a great online profile for someone who's never done it before or maybe would like to see more success from what they're doing already? Right, some of the major factors. One is to – well, let's, let's start with guys because I think it's really different for guys and, and women. And I'm in the middle of writing my book for women right now. I'm calling it Red Flags, True Knights, How to Identify and Attract – the man you deserve, the quality man you deserve. Um, oh yeah, well we'll have to hear more about that. Too. Oh yeah, because it's easy to attract, but it's you know you get to a point in life where you want to attract someone who's going to enhance your life, not just sort of be there or detract from your life, <laughs> or, or, um, or worse, destroy your life for you. Destroyyourlife.com. Right. <laughs> yes. Let me destroyyourlife.com. Um, <laughs> I think guys have to learn what a woman feels when they read a man's profile. Men tend to lay out their facts. Men tend to communicate in data bits. Here's what I do for a living. Here are my interests. Here's the music I like. I really, you know, and, and there's no feeling in it. Um, women will feel a man's profile. They'll feel the man behind the words. So there had better be some strength and solidity to who he is. And when I say strength, I don't mean bullying or posturing. Sure. I mean like real character strength. You know, how are you in service to the world? Um, what do you really believe in? Can you be authentic and, and present with people? And there are ways to communicate that the way you talk about your job or the way you talk about your hobbies or the way you talk about your family or your friends. Um, you don't say, I have all this character, but there are ways to lay it into your descriptions of how you live your life. And that's kind of what the net to bed system teaches, how to take the facts of your life and turn them into feeling bombs <laughs> so that women can feel the man behind the words because that's what they're looking for. So there are signifiers of character that women look for, signifiers of trust that women look for, signifiers of sensual aliveness that women look for, strength and vulnerability. And um, can this man really appreciate a woman? So that you have to be able to lay those things in and let them explode as feelings on the other end of the uh, fiber optic. Okay, so I think that's amazing that you would talk about how the difference between men being thinkers and women being feelers, generally speaking, affects even the online profile process. Oh, especially. Because they can't, they can't read your body. They can't see who you are. All they have are your words, so you really better pay attention to how you communicate. So if a woman's writing a profile trying to find the right kind of man, what are some things she can keep in mind? For a woman who's really looking for a quality man, now I'm not just talking about you know just getting dates and that kind of thing, but if you're really looking for a quality man, you have to start, again, by getting into the head of the person you're writing to. If you're looking to a guy who has his life together, and he's a good guy, and he's, he's got a job, and he's responsible, and he's not an egotist, and he's not negative, you have to think about... How can I enhance this man's life? That's what he's looking for. Right. So for a woman, if she wants a man who's kind of got his life together, if he's got a job and he's responsible and he's fun and he's light and he's got good relationships with his family and friends and he actually is looking for a great partner, he's looking for a woman who's going to enhance his life. And I call, I call men Pavlov's gender. Sure. Okay? So one mistake women make all the time, and it's a turnoff to me, is they say, I'm looking for this, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. So all the guy hears is, oh, neediness. Now, as soon as she adds a couple of magic words, it turns into, oh, this is someone I'm interested in. 
And those magic words are, I, not so much I need a man who says he has a great sense of humor or pulls out a chair. Very simple example, but a man who pulls out a chair and has a great sense of humor is someone I really admire and I appreciate. And, you know, I will make you feel like a king. I mean, that's what a guy's looking for. Guy's looking for appreciation of his good qualities, not just trying to fulfill the need of the woman who's writing and asking for them. Is that a clear distinction? Yes, and you know, as you were making that point, I was thinking you were going to use the word appreciate. Because absolutely men want to be appreciated by a great woman. I mean, we're simple. It's not complicated. We, just, we don't need a lot. You know? Yeah, and, and the whole concept of women being needy, nobody who's needy, no one who says, I need, even if it's coming from a position of weakness or a position of, of looking as if one is demanding, Neither one of those situations is particularly attractive, is it? No, of course not. So you don't, you don't say what you're needing or looking for, or you can, but you couch that in what you have to offer a really quality guy. Because if, if you're looking for a quality guy online, remember, there's lots of women out there. Now, I'm in Los Angeles, so there's lots of choice. And so I'm looking for someone, when I read a profile, who has a lot to offer and who you know, will offer it. And not just saying, I need this, I need this, I need this. Yeah, it seems like a lot of women say, okay, I'm a pretty face, and that's, that's enough to carry me where I need to be. But really, man or woman, Grant, we have to be an absolutely excellent person in order to deserve an excellent person, don't we? Right. And actually, that's, that's, it's great that you say that because I kind of wrote the book for fun because I really felt like I had something to say in the beginning. I really felt like men were lost online, and I, <laughs> and I clearly hit a nerve. It's been very successful. Um, and a lot of the things I was teaching men is how to communicate that you're sensually alive, how to communicate that you're excited about your life, how to communicate that you're in service to the world, to the people around you, you know, through your job, through your volunteers and whatever it is, to show that you have character. And then I was learning that guys are going, but I'm not like that. I'm not excited about my life. I'm not in, I don't feel like I'm in service. I feel cut off. I feel weak. I feel you know, directionless. And then I realized, well, the real work is exactly what you're saying is you've got to get those things going in your life. It's not about words on the page or a picture. It's who you are as a person because you can get through that first date, and but after that, you know, you're stuck with you. Exactly. So get excited about your life. You know, open up new horizons. It's an amazing world right now. You know, there's every resource in the world is available on the net. I mean, you can learn, do, try anything and break out of anything that's making you feel bad or old habits that you have or mental habits. The resources are there. And uh, if you want to attract a great partner, you've got to do some work. Grant, this has been a terrific interview so far. What are three things I can do right now if I have an online profile? Three quick tips you can give us to make my profile better right now. Okay. One, how can you enhance the life of the person reading it? So look at your profile and look at the facts and look at who you are. How can you enhance the life of the person reading it? Because that's what they're looking for. They're your customer. It's almost like you're running a business. The way to succeed in business is you provide value to your customer at a reasonable price. Um, second thing I would do is anywhere where you're telling people about your life, turn it into a picture. Show them your life. And that's a lot of my book, uh, Net to Bed, is about turning those facts into living, sensual, interactive pictures of who you are. You know, Rather than just, I love my dog. You say, you know, one of my favorite things is heading down to the beach on Sunday morning with my lab, give the name of the lab, and rolling around in the sand and watching how she goes up and just so friendly, all the kids, and then we just flop down in the sand and we're having a great day. You know, there's a picture of a happy person rather than saying, I love my dog. 
So that would be the second thing, is turn your tells into shows. And that's a basic writing law, right? Show, don't tell. Sure. Um, that's two things. The third thing I was do is to take out all negativity. Mm. Um, I see this more in women's profiles. I think they get frustrated because they get bombed by so many obnoxious emails from guys. Take out any kind of negativity, and guys take out any kind of self-diminution. Um, in, in any way, if you're putting yourself down or putting your life down or saying that you just wish things were better, you know, get rid of all that and obviously get rid of it in your life. But I would take out any negativity because uh, anyone who's got their life together, if you're looking for a good partner, they're not going to respond to that. And the people who will respond to that are people with emotional issues that you're going to end up having to deal with. Yeah, it just seems like sometimes people online are like Eeyore with a human face. <laughs> It's like my favorite is the first line of the profile is I have no idea why I'm here because this isn't going to work anyway. Terrible. I mean, you know, you're just going to attract some real happy people with that. Ha, perfect. Who's going to respond? Right. Or my friend said I should go on this or I can't believe I'm doing this or any kind of negativity. Why do that? What, what, what kind of way is that to start a relationship? Grant, tell us real quickly about your new program for women because I know you're excited about this and I'm sure this is going to be groundbreaking. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really hope it's going to be. It's called uh, Red Flags True Nights. How to watch out for the red flags. Look for the true nights. The site isn't up yet. We are in March of 2007. Uh, it will be up. You can email me to get on the list at uh, redflagstruenights at gmail.com, and I'll put you on the list. Um, but in a Is that nights with a K? K, yeah, true night, yeah. True nights, yeah. thank you. And then uh, hopefully in about six months later in the year at uh, Internet Dating Secrets. Dot com, you can get both. Outstanding. And then for guys who want to do really deep inner work, I have something called the Complete Attractor. Dot com. The Complete Attractor. That's with an O R, which is a really cool ongoing uh, educational series. Great interviews, great books that we read together. It's really good stuff. I love it. My guest has been Grant Adams from NetToBed.com. Grant, what a fantastic interview! I thank you for the time you've taken today to talk to us. My pleasure. I appreciate it very much. Okay. See ya. And now back to the program. Wow, that was a lot of information. I tell you what stuck out in my mind is he was talking about attitudes. Yeah, right. And so many men and women, and when we look at profiles, that's the one thing I do notice a lot is that they say, uh, I don't think this is going to work or I can't believe I'm on here doing right. this. yes. And what's interesting is when I got online, my first thought is I don't believe I'm doing this. Right. I think it's a natural thought to have. You just don't want to advertise it. Exactly. My thought process was, Okay, I have nothing to lose. I might as well just do it. Hey, if I meet someone, great. If I don't, I don't. And that was my attitude. But I didn't put it in my profile. I just right. simply thought it and said, no, I'm just going to make the best of it and not worry about it and went for it. And it worked out great. And just like Grant said, I mean, Grant is a man, obviously. You can just sense the personal energy he has. He's totally authentic. Just like you heard in the interview is exactly the way he is. He sounds off very sweet. Yes, he's a very good guy. I mean, only Grant can get away with referring to things as darling. <laughs> I think that takes a Californian. But anyway, um, Grant has a lot of energy. And yeah, the whole concept of being a happy person. Who is searching for a person online who's going to bring negativity and offload a bunch of bad stuff from their life onto them? We want to avoid those people. That's right. It's someone who's going to bring a certain level of energy and a certain level of savoir-faire and joie de vivre and a bunch of other French stuff into our life. Someone who can enhance it and make it better. Right. I think the ultimate measure of Grant's credibility, by the way, 
is there was a lady who was doing some national show and she was in Los Angeles and she live on the show was looking at an online dating site, surfing through guys' profiles, looking for good ones. And out of the entire metro area of Los Angeles, she pulled grants at random on national television and said, who is this guy? How interesting. Yeah, now there is the ultimate measure of credibility in terms of being an online dating expert. Right. Yeah, amazing. Folks, if you want to learn more about Grant, I heartily endorse his book and recommend his CD system to you fully. It gets my fullest recommendation. Whether you're looking for a lot of women to be dating or looking for one great woman or one great man, like we talk about around here, I tell you, Grant is the real deal. You're going to love this book. You will absolutely succeed more online by reading his book. So if you want to find out more about that, head on over to deservewhatyouwant.com front slash Grant. You know, we're in the business of easy URLs around here. DeserveWhatYouWant.com front slash Grant. And thanks once again to Grant Adams for being on this show. And we look forward to some, some more mutual collaboration in the future. We certainly do. Now, Emily, let's talk about some of the ways people can succeed online by doing things better than the rest of the people out there. Because there's a formula for some of this success. And it's very, very easy. If you think about all the profiles out there, you don't have to do a whole lot to be better than the rest of the profiles. Oh, no kidding. First of all, look at all the generic things people write in their profiles. I don't want to play games. It has no meaning behind it. I think people mean by games, you know, don't toy with me, don't lie to me, don't tell me you're going to do something and then not do it. But there's a lot of things in life that have lots of different meanings, and you've just got to be more clear about that. Right. And you can paint that picture in the words that you say without having to say that. You can still drive that thought in a person's mind. It's just such an online cliche, just like the other cliches that Grant talked about, especially the bad attitude ones. I don't know why I'm here. My friends put me up to this. I don't think this is all going to work anyway. You want to avoid those things. That special someone. Everybody's looking for that special someone. Mm-hmm. Or the, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, and oh, you need to yes. be. Yes, if someone is that demanding and, and saying what they want and talking about how needy they are, that's going to drive people away from that profile. Definitely. What are some other secrets to making a great profile, though? We know that you don't want to be negative. We know that you don't want to use the cliches. You don't want to appear needy or clingy. I love how Grant put it, that you want to paint a picture. Yes. Instead of saying, I love my dog, express, this is so beautiful the way he said it, express an activity that you've done, because it says so much. It doesn't just say you love your dog. It shows that you have emotions and that you're a great character. It just says a lot about you. He called it the thought bomb. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, especially if you're talking about how funny you are and you're not being funny in your profile. You're killing it. Yeah, you're killing it. You know, I'm very intelligent. I'm a lot of fun. Instead of talking about it in terms of descriptions, talk about it in descriptive stories. Paint the word picture. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of women think guys don't read profiles. Man, I just got an email today that the lady's like, Not only do guys not read the profiles, they don't even really care what the picture looks like, which, but I'll tell you what, guys do read the profiles and the sharper the guy, the more he reads the profile. And that's what we want to attract. Exactly. If you're a woman out there and you want to sharpen your approach to attracting a sharp man, sharpen up your profile. That's right. That's the way to do it. The whole word picture thing, have something going on in your life. Guys. Don't talk about things like death. 
Oh, goodness. I've seen profiles where guys talk about so many references to death and, you know, dark things in male profiles. That's scary. Yeah, and it creeps women out. Big time. If you've got interests or ways of speaking that are particularly bizarre or weird, if English is your second language... Have someone help you. Yes, those are the situations where you need to have someone proofread your profile. Ladies, if English is your second language, it's even more important to have somebody proofread your profile. Preferably a guy, because he can tweak out and tell you what it is that is something that you might have said that might be sensual. Yes. You may be sending the wrong message and not even realizing it. Right, because of the language differences. One thing I want to touch on real quickly, when you're looking at your action words, look at the list of action words that describe you. Right. And then take those words and translate that into an example. Oh, yeah, sure. That's the easiest way to write a profile. Yeah, the whole concept of taking bullet points. Yes. Like, I am this kind of person, I'm that kind of person. And ascribe a story to each one of them. That's Boy, that's right. a very practical way to get the job done. And it, it makes idea. it done fast. If you want to learn more, by the way, about how the mechanics work of making a great profile, we have to suggest our other podcast. That's right. Because that's all we talk about there is the mechanics of making a great profile. And that's online dating profile rating. And that's at feeds.feedburner.com front slash online dating. So please check that out. But we want to talk now about pictures. We do. Yeah. I think that's so very important. It yes. cannot be underestimated. To men no and way. women. Yes. I see so many times a lot of very common mistakes. Yes. One of them, which is a pet peeve of mine, or when guys are on there, you know there's a woman right next to them, and they try cutting that woman out of the picture. <laughs> like, I don't want to see your ex-girlfriend or your, you know, she may be your girlfriend presently. Right. I don't exactly. know this. But in either case, it's in very poor taste. And, you know, I'm a family man, and I'm a one-woman man. And two women, one yeah, on the side. Yeah, and he's at a strip club <laughs> and, has, and has cut out as much of the two strippers on either side of him that he can. He's usually the same guy who has his shirt off, too. Mm. Yeah. Oh, guys, guys don't please ever, leave your shirts yeah, on. Put your shirts on. We don't want to see that. I don't care if you're cut like a Greek god. Keep the shirt on. Glamour shots. I had a lady just today say... I have glamour shots on my profile. I realize they're both glamour shots, but that's what I really look like. That is what I look like in person, and these pictures represent me very well. Well, well if that's the case, put on a different picture. Well, that's exactly right. The problem with glamour shots is it sends the message to a guy who's looking at the glamour shot that this, this is woman... This my very best. Yeah, this woman needs to paint herself up and have a, pre, a retouched photo to make herself look good at all. So guys are automatically saying there's no way this woman's going to look good in person. This is a sham. So ladies, even if your glamour shots do look like you, please put up some other photos of you in more natural situations. Use natural light. Guys... Wear some stylish clothes when you get your profile pictures done. You don't want to wear, you know, the wife beater t-shirt or that purple and yellow Hawaiian shirt that's been gathering dust in your closet for 10 years. You want to absolutely make sure you have your best foot forward, look as stylish as you can. What's that smile that you like the best? The concerned eyebrow furrowed The one look that's down. kind of leaning forward and I'm listening, paying attention to you look. Yeah, that's that's the attitude a guy wants to have when he's doing his online profile I'm interested pictures. in you look. Exactly. You don't want to look like you're going to kill somebody. <laughs> We've seen a few of those. We, we have seen that before. We've seen where one guy had a very, very warm personality. And that's what the women he was looking for were looking for from him, based on the profiles of the women he was looking for. But, man, that guy could have trained 
UFC fighters and how to stare down their opponent before the match. Perfectly executed picture for doing that. Not a great idea for an online profile. So guys, look for a little bit of warmth without being a kiss-up. You know, that friendly yet masculine smile. A little bit of furrowed eyebrows, just like Emily said, look down a little bit. Don't look up so people can see up your nostrils, especially if you're me and you, right? Make sure the pictures are taken at eye level. Or higher. Or higher. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tall guys, if your shots are being taken where it looks like you're looming over the camera, that's sit, probably not Yeah, no, you don't. You want to sit down and take those pictures. Yes, or look very relaxed. Relaxed mm-hmm. pictures where you look like, again, you're having a happy life. Those are the great pictures. If you have faraway shots only, take some close-ups. If you have your head cropped so that nobody can see anything else but your head, they're going to assume the worst about the rest of you. It right. looks like you're hiding something. And oftentimes they do. If you just see headshots only, it's because they're hiding their bodies. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. The best thing you can do, and we haven't covered this in this show yet, now's the time. Honesty is the best policy on an online profile. That's right. Don't assume the worst in people. If you happen to be overweight or there happens to be something that you think is a flaw, you're underestimating the rest of the public. There's right. a lot of people who will find that very attractive. Yes, we have a lady who's 51 years old, and she's attracting guys who are in their early 40s. And there was a guy who wanted to meet her, and he is 44 years old. And he said on his profile that he was 39. And then you start reading at the end of the profile, by the way, I'm actually 44, but I wanted to show up in your searches. That would be a killer for me. Yeah. Women who lie about their age, in my case, I was like, okay, what else is she going to lie about? Women who, this is the running joke online. And if you're online, you know exactly what I'm going to say already. I'm telegraphing this. Women who say a few extra pounds, anything that's 50 or 60 pounds overweight or more counts as a few (laughs) extra pounds. Be honest. Yeah, anything 20 pounds overweight or less is athletic and toned. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm athletic and toned. right? Right. Yeah. So height is another one. I mean, I'm five foot seven in shoes. I've never had to lie about my profile. And I had an 80% response rate from women by the time I was finishing up my online dating career. You don't have to lie, folks. And you know, here's another thing. If you're not particularly photogenic, that's probably a good thing. If you don't take as good pictures as you look in real life, I think you can even say something to that effect in I your was profile. Just thinking that too, you can say, you know, I'm not photogenic, so yeah, the pictures don't really do me take justice. Take away the pictures, right? And, and that is very helpful because then you can see the pictures and go, wow, she looks really nice in those pictures. I can imagine she must look much better. Yeah, and so people who are really photogenic, and again, this goes back to the whole glamour shots thing. You run a much greater risk of being disappointed by people being disappointed in you when they meet you. Yes. Whereas if you're not photogenic. That almost never happens because you look better in real life than you do in your pictures. And you, you get more second dates that way. You dazzle them. Let's talk about how to get to that date and how to get to the second date. Okay. The, the progression of things. Yeah. You've got a picture and you've got a profile. How do you start writing to people? Should women write to guys? Well, they have different ways of doing it. There's, there's what they call winks and roses and I don't know All what else. of those are throwaways. Yes. Don't do that. Don't wink. If someone is worthy of your attention, they're worthy of you writing a line to them. So perfectly said. I was so bombarded with so much emails and so much winks, and I forgot what Yahoo did, but uh, with that type of stuff, that I had to close my profile down. Flirts. Flirts, yeah. I had to close it down for a week. I had to do this twice just to to get caught up. That's right. So I made a rule. If I had winks or flirts, 
I wasn't even going to look. I was mm. just going to delete them. Yeah. I mean, I think guys are thinking women treasure every single response they get the way men treasure every single response they get because we get so few of them. Women are inundated. You all don't even look at the flirts and the smileys and the roses. Well, I spent time responding to everybody, well, whether rare. I liked them or not. Oh, you're, so I didn't have time unique. for it. And if they didn't make time to write me, why should I make time to write back? Well, exactly. And, you know, the guys, for most, well, you're exceptional, Emily. If you're writing to every guy who wrote to you, you're, you're crazy exceptional. <laughs> One in a million. It was the least. Oh, but if you took the time to write me, it was the least I could do. Right. But most guys out there are writing to women as if women aren't getting but a few emails a day max. They're saying things in their headline like, hi or hello. Delete, delete, delete. And, you know, these guys are also writing to women who haven't been online for a week or three weeks. Now, a lot of guys, as we know, have approach anxiety issues and, and really, really take rejection very hard, as we talked about. They do. Guys, if you're writing women with such a bland, generic headline or subject line, I should say, if you're saying hi or hello, 50% or more, and this is, this is a statistic, 50% or more of all messages online written to women start with hi or hello. And if a woman's getting 50 or 60 of those a day, they're all going into the recycle bin, or not my, even getting read. Wait, even more common than that is the first sentence. You are so beautiful, or you are my perfect match. Well, that's assuming it got read. I'm saying that's the first sentence of reading the, the message. Well, yeah, that's the next pitfall guys face, assuming they even get their emails read by a woman. But second of all, if a woman hasn't been online for 48 hours, your emails aren't even getting read. Those women are long gone, especially three weeks or more. Yeah. And yet guys are like, oh, I tried and all these women rejected me and I just can't take it. Guys, you weren't rejected. Your emails weren't even read. So in order to get an email read, what should they do, Emily? Well, you need to know that the woman's active, first of all. Yeah, 24 hours. Matter of fact, I got to the point where is she online? Right. The other thing you want to do is keep your message extremely simple. Oh, yes. Read her profile. Pick something out of her profile to make a comment about. Mm, excellent strategy. Challenge her. Say a question or whatever that would challenge yeah. Give her. Give her something then, she can respond to. And then back off and leave it at that. And in your subject line, if you want to get it opened, I always put like regarding. R-E mm -hmm. with a colon. Yes, you did. Yes, because that signifies a message that's already a response. Kind of a little trick there, but you can also put regarding in front of anything. So if you're saying regarding, putting something from your profile, it's simply regarding what was in the profile. Mm -hmm. I used to pick three things out of the profile, objectify them, and make them a list with an ellipsis behind it. In other words, she has a, a kitten named Snowball. She just got back from Greece, and she likes to cook Italian food. Okay. I would put regarding snowballs, grease, and spaghetti, etc., Right? Right. And they would always get read. Great rule of thumb that you just mentioned, Emily. Put something from her profile and put it in her own words, in quotes. Right. And who's not going to read their own words? That's right. Now it's attractive to people. What's interesting about that is you know that he's taking the time to read your profile. That means he's actually interested in you. Believe it or not, so many men wrote me and I looked at it and I'm like, you have written this to every other woman in this place. <laughs> Guys, women are really smart. They can intuit things beyond your wildest dreams. I don't care what any other dating guru says out there. There is no cut and paste approach. There is no shortcut I to writing women it. 
that is not going to be spotted a million, million miles away as a cookie cutter approach. And the biggest clue is nothing in there actually came from my profile. Right. And there's also cookie cutters that you can take things from profile and insert here. Right. Yeah. And women can still sniff those out. Oh, yeah. Because it's so generic. That's the thing. Talk to me about the life story guy. The life story guy. Yeah, the guy who writes his entire tone. Oh, of, goodness gracious. An autobiography gosh. to a woman he's never even talked to before. I'm going to say this again. Keep it simple. Oh, two, two sentences. Yeah. If you make it long, and believe me, I had guys who write a huge storybook to me. You know, it's like it just went on and on and on and on and mm-hmm. on. I don't know this guy. My profile said so little. How <laughs> could you possibly tell me so much about myself? Exactly. Uh, it was just freakishly weird yeah it creeps women out so i mean not only is it a waste of time it's counterproductive what's funny about that is i i had a couple of them that came to me that way that they actually derived a lot of the information from my profile oh yeah they actually genuine. wrote genuinely oh, yeah. wrote to me that's right and then i had a few of them that were that way that Took were cookie cutters half an hour to 45 minutes to write that much Oh, goodness. And you know, isn't it strange how the more educated and financially successful the guy is, the more likely he is to be like that? Oh. Have you ever noticed that? You know what? I guess you're right. Uh Uh-huh. I've heard that reported, and my own studies have proven that out. Absolutely. So keep it simple, because when she replies to you, then you can end the next email. Make it long. You know, your online profile is like your resume. Your first email to a woman or vice versa if ladies want to email guys that's cool yeah i know you disagree you're old-fashioned right but your first email to someone is kind of like that cover letter and the meeting is the interview right. you don't want to you don't need to spend 30 minutes every single thing about you and who you are right in the first email no you don't that's done when you actually meet the person or when you talk to them on the phone. Let's put it this way. If you set everything up front, what else is there left to talk about? Exactly. So wait and give it some patience. Try to get her or him on IM or Messenger. And then progress it into I would on, say being go on directly the phone. on the phone. I love being on IM. Well, women can put men at bay by being on IM a long time. So guys, caveat emptor on that one. Try to get her to the phone as quickly as possible. Ladies, put him on IM. You get to ask <laughs> a lot of questions this way. I mean, you get to think about your questions as you're talking to You know, them. that's true. If you are a person who's very nervous and you don't have a whole lot of experience interacting with the opposite sex and you want to make sure you get some practice in how you communicate and calculating your words, I am can be very useful. I will give you that. Yes. And then progress to the phone and meet in person. But I'll tell you what, guys. If you're doing that first email to a woman, I would say two or three sentences max. If it's real long, you know, you're telegraphing that, you're desperate. She's out of, yeah, you're desperate and she's out of your league because you're just, you've made this snap decision that she's the woman for you. You haven't even met her yet. It just creeps women out. It does. So two sentences. Make it engaging and witty. Do not insult women. I don't care what you've heard about teasing and being, and being cocky. cocky and funny. When it comes down to a first email to a woman, keep remember. It, keep it positive. Yes, keep it positive. We're all about teasing and being cocky and funny, but remember how much conversation and how much communication is nonverbal. Right. And you lose all that nonverbal stuff when you're on email. A woman on the other side of her computer or on the other side of the fiber optic, as Grant said, which I liked, she doesn't know that you're smiling. And gosh forbid you put little smileys on the end of your email (laughs) if you're a guy. We've talked about that before. 
So yeah, you want to be positive. You don't want to kiss up. You don't want to go, wow, I'm really amazed and talk to the nice guy and feminize yourself to her. You can challenge her and say, you know, what did I say to you? For someone who... (laughs) So for someone who looks like fun, you don't have much to say. That was my whole email. And hello, we're married. Right. Well, I was thinking, well, I got plenty to say. I challenged you. You did. I did not write my whole life story to attract you. Now, how long was my response? Oh, it was long. It was long, and that was something I never did. Right. It was long. It wasn't a life story. It was a few paragraphs, but it was enough to say, oh, there she is. I knew she was in there somewhere. Right. Yeah. There is so much to say on this subject. This could probably be an entire podcast unto itself, and in fact, it is. That's true. Online dating profile ready. But you know what? What? We do have something else to share before we close out this podcast. Oh, this is, I love this part. I had met a woman at a party, and her story was truly fascinating. Yes. And you just have to hear this to believe it. Women especially want to hear this. You know, we hear a lot of times people complaining and convetching about how they're going to fail at dating. One of the most frequent things we hear from single moms is, oh, I have a kid. No one's ever going to love me or accept me. And there's also a lot of training, false training guys are getting out there to stay away from single moms because they've got so many problems. And that, you know, they're just such bad catches and you'll never have a happy life with a single mom because she's got too much baggage. Right. Well, we met this couple. And they were just adorable. Yes, they're planning on getting married and we want you to hear their story. This story speaks for itself. And that's how we're going to close this podcast. And remember, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to email us. Email me at emily at datetoorder.com. That's D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R. And I'm Scott, with one T or two actually, at datetoorder.com. And we also have our voicemail line. That's right. It's 210-362-4400. Call and leave us a voicemail and we will give you a spanking new copy of Deserve What You Want if we listen to your voicemail on the air and deal with it. We want you guys to call us. We want some voicemails to read on the air, so go for it. So with that, here's our interview with Craig and Jill. Until episode 26, my name is Scott. And I'm Emily. Be good. And have fun. And this is Emily. And we're here with our new friends. This is Jill and Craig. And where are you guys from? We're from Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, we just met you at a party we're here at tonight. And you guys are going to get married. When are you getting married? Uh, April 28th, next month. Next month. You excited? Oh, yeah. Now, what's interesting about these two is, you know, I hear a lot of whining and crying from single moms that, oh, I've got two or three kids and no guy could ever want me. And a lot of guys are going around saying, oh, I don't want to date single moms. This is nothing but trouble. How many kids do you have, Jill? Four. And how old are you? Do you mind me asking? <laughs> 32. Okay, I was going to take that as a, as a yes. <laughs> but anyway, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm 30 years old. I just turned 30. And How many kids do you have, Craig? I don't have any. Well, I have four now. I'm about to have four. <laughs> so this is very interesting. Now, did you ever have a time, Jill, where you said, okay, here I am single with four kids. Uh-oh. Uh, absolutely. And absolutely. How did that go for you? Well, I'm very independent, and when I met Craig, I absolutely had that concern. Right. That concern when my husband left, but um, I guess it just works itself out, and we just had a lot of fun together, and here we are. Now, you don't have any kids at all. No, I don't have any. Do you have any trepidation at all about having a family of six as of April 28th? 
Well, my background is in coaching. I've been coaching little kids from preschool up to high school for the past like 12 years. And so I had that kind of, I've been around that team environment and it's almost like a family environment anyway. I always thought of those kids as, as my family. I saw them probably more than their parents did. And I had actually coached three of uh, Jill's daughters before we even started dating. So I knew that I already had a relationship with the majority of her kids. Well, that's awesome. Not only did you find someone who was sweet and kind, but someone who had great skills with kids who would make a great father. Well, wait a second. Are we sure they're both sweet and kind? We barely know that. <laughs> they look sweet and kind. Absolutely. Actually, they look adorable because yeah, I can see Jill glowing. Oh, yeah. The glow is very, very important. Wow, I can see that Jill's really glowing. They look like such a cute couple. Yeah, we well, you know that's one of the things we talk about. If the woman has that glow in the eyes that are the windows of the soul, you, you know that the guy's doing a lot of the right stuff. You know, we, like we just said, we don't know if you guys really are sweet and kind or not. We know you kind of like each other. So what would you say, Jill, to all the single moms out there who are saying, oh, my gosh, here I have all this quote-unquote baggage in the form of my children. No guy's ever going to want me. What would you tell them? Well, I really, I didn't ever think of my, my babies as baggage, but that it could, it could be an issue. And, you know, I knew I would be okay if it, if it didn't happen, but I know that it absolutely can. And there are those wonderful little precious, little precious men out there that do not have a problem with it. And, and it does work. I don't know, Craig, you don't, you don't strike me as either little or precious. Do you want to comment on that? What's going through your mind? I mean, uh, obviously the four kids are not a problem. You're digging this. You're digging her. What do you have to add to this conversation? Maybe I'm in a unique situation. I've always loved and enjoyed being around kids, and that was just never a problem with me. That was my passion was working with kids. And so I always knew that I'd have a family. And I guess I kind of look at it as I got to breeze right through all the hard stages. I jumped in when they're out of the diapers and they can go to the bathroom by themselves. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's, there's an added benefit. Um, last question. Any plans for more kids? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right on. One more. We have to have one more little precious. Right on. I, I told Jill that uh, if she'll give me two or three years, to get fully adjusted, then I'll be, I'll be willing to have one more. Yes. Very, very good. Well, thank you so much, and best wishes to you all, and God bless. Yes, right. absolutely. Thank you. Copyright 2007 X&Y Communications. Be sure to visit Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. Also, be sure to get their free daily mini-podcast, The Dating Cast Minute, at www.powermonogamy.com.